Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. It's the Monday after, uh, is it Atlanta? It's Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Jeez. Tuesday. The whole saying. vortex of the shootout. It's Tuesday. Yeah, special Tuesday uh, edition of the Kickstart Podcast. As yesterday, we were at Cahuilla Creek MX. Had a whole on. catering thing going on, huh? Like oh, a grill. Cupine. Cupine. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, so... We're doing our 2023 factory edition shootout comparison between uh, the three Austrian bikes, the Honda and the Cowie. Someone messaged me yesterday or last night and they're like, damn, you guys are on your fifth shootout and there's a couple of media groups that haven't even done one yet. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wait, hold on. You guys didn't do the Yamaha or the Yamaha? There's no what? factory edition Yamaha. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But... They should they should at least bolted some GYTR parts. You know and get we a did that one year. Really, they brought a GYTR bike out and it was, it was probably like the factory bike you rode. Dude, I'm telling you, fast. dude, that get her head that you you can put get on it. a Yamaha, dude, those things rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because no one liked that. like our protesters and stuff. Were ah, oh, that's too fast. It's no it was at State Fair too. Everyone was like right. OJing everything. <laughs> It'd be yeah. just right. You probably needed that. I heard you needed that um, at Cahia. Yesterday, how did you, you hear about that? Already? I already. Uh, I got oh. here early. I got here early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not good. What did you just? Did you just not was, roll was, the track? Did you not roll the track the first lap? Like, oh, okay, like you know, uh, first lap you get there, you just go full bore. We had well, we have been there a couple of times that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I yeah, I went to jump the table by the flag, and uh, I came up one bike length short. I was like. In the air, I was like, yeah, no big deal. But, dude, when I landed, I don't know why, but both my boots blew off the back of the pegs. I compressed on the seat. Oh, so you just laid on the seat. rebounded, and then the bike dropped away because, you know, the downside of the jump. Yeah. And, dude, you know, it felt like I was straight up and down, like, you know, kiss of death. Mm -hmm. What was that, like, Magoo, or who was that, like? The Flying W? Yeah. That was probably Magoo or something. I think it was Clark (laughs) Jones, actually. But, dude, I was, like, arching my head as far back as I could, and I was looking at the seat and the start of the back fender. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, it's been a good life. <laughs> and I, I thought about letting go and just trying to fling away. Oh, yeah, don't do that. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> I was like, split second, I was like, maybe I could save it. And I landed, and I was waiting for the front end to tuck or something, and it stayed straight, and I landed on the seat. <laughs> Put my feet on the pegs and kept going. And I was like, I'm not even going to acknowledge that. But I, I came in and after like four laps and to change the suspension and everybody's like, oh my God, you almost died. Because that, that's right there where Scrubby parks like every time. Well, right? everyone was, to, everyone had just walked out there because Vara was out there. You and like one other guy were out there. And so everyone's yeah. like, all right, people are starting to ride. And Bro mm. Show and Dahmer screamed like bloody murder. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was. Were you laughing when you pulled it off or were you like angry? Like sometimes when I have a big almost, I'm just laughing. No, I was more like in shock. Like, dude, that could have <laughs> been it. That could have been it. And then I was like, no, I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. I kept riding. <laughs> but so, okay, here, here, here's what sucks, right? We like, we tried to put 10 hours on all the bikes, you know, because the frames break in and stuff. So we gave our, we gave the Honda to... Michael Corley of 23 Media to put 10 hours on it, right? He's a bigger guy, whatever. But we gave the bike back. And when Honda was setting it up, they didn't put the clickers back to stock, right? When you think that would be baseline yeah. test? Yeah. They set the sag for me, but the compression was way in and the rebound was out 16. Mm. So when I came back in after that first one, I was like, dude, this thing's messed up because it was Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't know. But that set the tone for the day for me and I rode like doo doo the rest of the time. Mm. I didn't have fun. 
Yeah. It didn't seem like anyone was having fun. The track was, was rough. Yeah. Well, I, I asked for it to be rough yeah. purposely. I said, fix the jump faces and water it. I think, too, the wind, rough. like, it just it was so dry, it looked like. Yeah. yeah. I think the most fun I've ever had at Kihia <laughs> was, like, 2019 when I was on Suzuki's. Mm. Yeah. But that was about it. I don't know. Dude, it's a fun track. It is a fun track. But sometimes I feel Friday, like... And it was great. Oh I feel like God, sometimes, yeah. like, it gets so many corners, I forget where I'm going or where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. It is longer. Yeah. But other than that, I like the track. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it was a long day. It was a long day, and uh, it, it and it kind of goes along with the week I had last week, right? All I did last yeah. week was crash, crash twice at Greer with Chase. Well, Damn. that was a. It started last Monday, and yesterday was Monday, so maybe today's a fresh start. A fresh yeah. start. Yeah. I rode this morning. I didn't crash. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I didn't crash yesterday. That's true. Came close. Maybe yesterday was a good day, actually. You came close and saved it. Hey, you know when I did fall? <laughs> when I was sitting on the Husky at the end of the day, I yes. went to load in Vars, <laughs> and I'm in my street clothes, and I went to get off, and my shoe hit the back of the seat, and the gripper so grippy, it like stopped me. Like, ah! <laughs> you about fell over? I jumped off the bike and then broke the lever off. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh... So- Sorry to interrupt, but after a day of testing all those, especially between the three Austrian bikes, because mm. I haven't gotten to ride them, can you tell even bigger differences between the three factory editions, or do the factory parts make them feel closer together? No, okay, so <laughs> I, I grilled Andy Jefferson about this repeatedly, because they're all current chassis now, and the difference is body work. The Husky has FMF slip-on, while the other two have a Kropovich, and... The Husky and the KTM have the same subframe. That's yeah, it's aluminum and then uh, aluminum composite. bottom and composite top. And then gas gas is all. The aluminum. gas gas has all aluminum. So the air boxes between the three are different. Same air boot though. It feels like the mapping's different and the suspension's different on all three bikes because <laughs> they don't feel anything alike. I'm going to be honest here. Like okay. I know, I know that the gas gas is like a more of like a, like a lower price point. Well, well, yeah, but this is a factory edition. Well, I mean, this is a factory edition, <laughs> yes. But, like, just, like, looking at it and, like, some of the characteristics, I feel like that would be maybe my favorite. Yeah. It was, it was mine of the three. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Anton, it's crazy how different the three of them feel. Yeah, I mean... Just to see that stuff uh, time after time, and the fact that you even got Andy to be like, "Yeah, now it's a similar chassis all the way across the board," because I've been asking for months and I haven't been able to figure out if it is or not. So that's yeah. cool. But yeah, that, I'm excited to see how this goes, uh, especially with the Cowie and then the Honda thrown in there too. Now, what is the what's the price difference between like say just like a normal gas gas Husky KTM versus the factory edition? Uh, well, the, the price difference between the standard gas gas and the factory edition is a lot. Yeah. But I think the other ones, it's like two grand. Yeah, mm. it's about 1500 to two grand cheaper to get a gas gas than a KTM. Oh, wow. Standard. Okay. okay. Yeah. But but between the standard bike, like the standard KX and then the works edition or yeah. special racer. Yeah. I think it's two, three grand. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I I think, I don't know, if, I, if I'm like... Like a guy that like buys the Austrian brand, I'm, I might get the factory edition just for the the different wheel set that comes on them, you know, wheels, because clamps, and stock wheels. Right? Yeah, the the stock KTM wheels, like you know, yeah, they're not the best. No, not the best. Yeah, yeah, but, but if you the clamps, exhaust, yeah, I guess I guess if you buy like a stock KTM or Husky, that's good for business for W though. Yeah, yeah, you know, well even even these. These power part wheels are still KTM in house, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Still, W is still going to be a better option, but okay. yeah. they look cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think if I had a K, if I had a KTM, I'd go for that W Edge wheel set. Right mm-hmm. I I just remember that like whenever I was on Huskies, you know, and I was racing Supercross, uh, I didn't I didn't even touch the stock wheels. Like yeah. I did, but like the first two days of Supercross, like both my wheels were like squares. So like I yeah. hit up John <laughs> Anderson at W and I got I got a set of them. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, back to what we should talk about, the, yeah. ra- the racing. Uh, I went to LA County on Saturday and rode with the guys. And so I watched it 
while I was driving across 128 on the way home. But uh, you must have the fancy peacock then. I don't know. I can't watch. It makes it wants me to pay an extra 12 bucks a month to watch it out of Wi-Fi now. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? Really? Yeah. It's weird. It's all right though. I don't know. So I watched Race hmm. Day Live driving there in the morning, and then I watched the race later. I missed the start of the 250 main. I guess Hunter had a big. He did a U. He almost had a U. Yeah. Like his feet came off. The, well, like he clipped. There's like a like a bunch of like almost rollers that weren't yeah. very big, but they were really fast. Mm-hmm. And you had to like get the sequence right. And if you clipped it, like the next one was super quick and it was high speed. I think he clipped one and and his his feet kind of came off of the pegs, mm-hmm. but it was like he had nowhere to go, so he just went for a fucking ride, man. Just bounce, bounce off track. Yeah, but save. he saved it. He yeah. saved it. He still won. Mm-hmm. Is yep. that why Deegan was leading when I turned on? Yeah, so Deegan actually got the whole shot, and then uh, halfway through the first lap, I think Hunter got him. And it was then in made, the second corner. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then he made that mistake, and um, and then yeah, Deegan got back by him and, and led mm. for a couple laps, I think. Then yeah, Anton, that track looked massive, dude. Like big, gi- yeah, gigantic. It's so big. Was it hard? Yeah. Was it hard as a photographer to just walk around and and cover the whole thing, or was it real limited? Um. So the access was really good, like much, much better than Daytona access because it's felt like they're like, yeah, do, do what you got to do. Um, the only thing that was different than years past, there used to be like the shipping container tunnels that they would put in so you could get across mm-hmm. to certain things easier. And they didn't have those this year. So that was okay. So you just stuck around the perimeter. Um, some things were really hard. And we've noticed this before being down there because the track's so big, if you're in a spot, you only are going to get that one chance to shoot when they come by for a lap. It's not like a normal supercross where it's just like bang, bang, bang over and over. So if you can find a spot that you can hit a couple different sections, uh, within a lap, it's pretty good. But then I would just be like, all right, I'm going to shoot this race from this side of the track. And then I'll walk to the other side to shoot this next race. And then this, this, and this. So it all looked different, but, uh, I really like, i like that track. I guess a lot of people, said it didn't race as well but when you're on the ground they're just going up and down and up and down so it was cool mm-hmm. um not the biggest turnout that they've had at the speedway before but i mean it was also super early earlier than i think it has been at that race before and then you know a typical springtime day um down in the south like if you could go do anything would you want to go set it in the stands all day or would you go out and ride yourself so who knows but i mean it was a great race i had a blast so I mean, hell, I never took my eyes off the Eli Cooper battle that whole twenty minutes. Oh man, dude! Like they were, they were just right there. And then, yeah, like in that four fifty class, like halfway through, um, you know, you had AP. He was kind of creeping yeah. up there. He was yeah. creeping up there mm-hmm. heavily. I'm like, okay, like, I think we, if he like didn't Coop make needs this, like, like if we're on the web wagon, like we need this. We need yeah. to get AP in between these two guys. And I think he was headed there. Mm-hmm. He just made that mistake in that rut right before the finish line. Do you think he? He also they, cased the on off. Did he like miss a shift? Do you think maybe? No, he um the it was it was down to the the Pegs. floor. Uh-huh. Like oh, okay. it, no, it, it got down to like the concrete yeah. over there. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, why does the why was the dirt breaking down so bad? Like the whoops looked horrifying. Okay, so it, they actually got a lot, a lot of rain. Like yeah. I mean Thursday, and then I heard that it was like pouring on Friday. Yeah, oh yeah, you DM me that picture of the guy pumping mm-hmm. water. Yeah. Yeah. And then I heard that, you know, they had some like bigger jumps, I think, Anton, and then they made some changes the day before. Am I right with that? Yeah. So on Thursday, it was covered. They canceled Friday's press session on Thursday night. So we knew like nothing was going to happen there. And then they had everything tarped and rolled. So like it would be good to go. And I mean, it was it was pretty good. And then they pulled the tarps off, and as soon as they did that, within 20 minutes, the sky got really, really dark, and a heavy storm system moved in. So all of this nice, dry track that had just been uncovered got pounded. Just, I mean, probably like a good half inch of rain in 20 minutes. And then that caused all the puddling and everything, and then that caused everything on the top to get that real greasy, slick feeling. Mm. So when we walked the track on Friday afternoon at like 3.30, it was like you were ice skating out there. Uh, there were some bigger jumps and some stuff like that, and I know that they did do some changes because I think they would just have to, man. It got so soft in some of those transitions. I would hate to have to hit those two doubles on the finish line any bigger than that with soft conditions. Like, mm. dude, it was nuts. Um, but, yeah, like even the whoops, 
guys said that they didn't like they broke down really bad, but it's just because they just kept slamming into him. That it wasn't like the typical whoop breakdown. They just got these like gnarly pockets in them, and uh, you would just get kicked around. And then it was still like red clay, so it's still <laughs> slick. So it was a deceiving track. But then there were way different elements built into it too. Like there was an off-camber turn before that ski jump by the tunnel. I've never seen that, you know, on a supercross track. There's two good sand sections, two good whoop sections. Um, it had a lot of different stuff to it where it wasn't the normal Atlanta Supercross at the Speedway. It was even different. And I'm starting to wonder, like, is this a test session for the SMX races coming up later this year? Mm-hmm. Is Atlanta where they had the gigantic jump that one year? That yeah. Oh, yeah. Last year. <clears throat> yeah. They had to take out. I had to jump that thing before before they freaking fixed it. Oh, because morning press. Yeah, huh? I, was, I was morning press. Oof. And, like, dude, I was not having it. Like, I hit it. So the first time I came around to hit that jump, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it just a little extra because I do not want to <laughs> case this. And, dude, I came out of that corner. Like, I hit it hard. Cause, and I gave it about 15% like more than I thought I should have just to like make it greased it Ooh. first time. You, oh, dude, dude. I greased it. I'm like, dude, if I would have hit this any softer, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have a face. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, dude, it's, that jump was so big. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember being there and like at that, that race you're talking about with that big jump and just like sitting next to Anderson, Eli, and like everybody, they're like, they got to change this. Like this, this is huge. And like, these are like the best guys in the world, like yeah. racing supercross, you know what I mean? But I think it was because it was like right off the start and like to jump it, you're going to be jumping with like 20 other people. So <laughs> yeah. you're just like, and they were, I mean, they're like this, they got to change this and which they did. But yeah, I mean, that was a very big jump. That's the biggest jump I've ever jumped on a supercross track. How, how, how big is it? distance wise? It was how like, how high did you go? It was like 125, I think Anton or something like that. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, and, and it was straight out of a ninety. Yeah, it was like one twenty five. Like, there's still videos on Instagram and everything of it. So, yeah. The the two jumps that were after the finish line this weekend, like I legit had a nightmare about one of them last night. Like, mm. then I had to go hit it, and I was like, "Fuck that, dude! I'm not hitting that." Like, I thank God I woke up before I had to hit it. But that finish line double this weekend was big, and then as soon as you landed, you went into an even bigger double after that, and like. Avery, I mean, all of you guys, I have to give you so much props for being able to do that. And then, like, within two laps, like, turning your brain off and knowing exactly how fast you have to do it. There was one other pretty good-sized double uh, down towards turn four, like, going away. That was pretty big, but there wasn't as gnarly of big jumps this year as there had been last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I felt like the, the track this past weekend, like, with the amount of rain that they got, I feel like Dirtworks did a really, really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really good job. Yeah, and, and like going back to the whoops, um, Anton, yeah, they got broke down, uh, but I know that first set, it made it even harder because you had both you had guys jumping um, both both sections, like both whoop mm-hmm. sets. So like those first few whoops had ruts across them. So you had some of the top guys having to skim the whoops, but they're having to like line their bike up with the top of the rut, which yeah. – crazy yeah. how about that roller after the first one i feel like that had to take so much energy out of everyone because oh. you like oh. just get up to speed you're coming out of the whoops and then you gotta like do something fancy over a roller like, well uh, tommy tenders uh posted a video i think like on maybe on racer x or something it was jordan smith going through the whoops and he hit like the smallest little edge mm-hmm. and it shot his bike all oh the way yeah right, all yeah. the way right i'm like dude mm-hmm Oh, the one from the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't uh-huh. understand, man. Like, it does not take much to fucking go from hero to zero in those whoops, man. Mm-hmm. Well, then that first set, it had, like, a high-speed rhythm into that wall, and they would hit that wall so fast. Like, some guys were really checking up just to, like, crest over it and then get the drive to go down the backside of it to hit the whoops. And then I just saw other guys just smashing into it and then hammering the whoops again. And, I mean, that's really what Eli and Cooper's race came down to was those two sets of whoops and how they were trying to get through them because it seemed like so often one guy'd pick up on something and then the other guy tried to match it and it wouldn't work out. And then you had Chase, Ken, and Barsha just smashing mm-hmm. to get away from them. You know, like, everybody had their good and bad sections of it. I think especially in the, the Cooper-Eli battle – Eli had one section of the track really dialed and he'd make up a lot of time and then Cooper would make up a bunch of time in the other spots. 
and it just depended on what what part of the track it was uh, for everybody. But yeah, it was brutal. It was definitely a, a brutal one. And I echo what A Ray said for how much rain they got on Friday. I mean, I knew it was going to be okay because the track was already drying out by the end of track walk because there was so much afternoon sun. Mm-hmm. And then they knew that that much rain was coming. Like that had mm-hmm. been in the forecast. They got all the work done pretty much by Wednesday. Um, and they knew like, Hey man, if it doesn't even rain that much, then we'll just have to water it enough. So like they got just the right amount of, uh, precipitation to make it a pretty good race. Yep. Yep. I thought it was weird watching the Eli Cooper battle and seeing Eli not close up significantly in the whoops. And then that one section with that tight left turn after it is just, I think I saw Cooper going to the right a bunch of times and Cooper and Eli would go left and go, here it comes. But then Cooper, boom. Yeah. And I think Cooper, like he, he's seen that and he changed his lineup. I think he started going inside and started jumping right there about mm-hmm. halfway through the main event. And I think that that really saved him. Um, because dude, I cannot express how hard it is to be skimming through a set of whoops. Cause I think they had, um, a set like this last year, early on at San Diego, a gnarly set of whoops. And then you have a have to stop and do a, like a full left turn, flat corner, left. Mm-hmm. flat turn, yeah. flat turn with the like, dude. Yeah, I'm telling that. you, because you're having to like, either you're trying to hit maybe the third to last whoop or the the next to last whoop and mm-hmm. pop over the last one to sort of set up, yeah, and like and hit the brakes or you're like, whenever you hit the whoops, you want to hit them fast, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're like you get to the end and you're like oh shit and you're a little off balance you're like you can't slow down you'll yeah. drop the nose and do a front flip mm-hmm. so it's so hard to like modulate your speed whenever there's a flat turn right after it so that, I, I felt like it was it was a better more consistent line at the end of the main event whenever like the two lines sort of developed like the inside l- the ruts and that jump line sort of developed and i i just yeah the like going the outside, I feel like it was leaving the door open a bit before mm-hmm. the whoops, and uh, and yeah, like you couldn't really get it consistent skimming the whoops and popping out and going inside mm-hmm. of that rut. Especially since you can going outside, you can do something different through the rhythm after you were still rolling or yeah, yeah. I think they were rolling yeah. double or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the rocks and Barsha pass set up right there. I mean that perfectly mm-hmm. describes it too because Justin goes wide to rip it. Kenny goes inside to, to tuck it in. And then as he goes to jump those last four whoops, like that little surge of power that Ken got to jump all the way to the end. But it was just a little bit too much because then he clanks that last one and then gets out of sorts. Or otherwise he'd have blocked that inside and Justin mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to make that pass. But yeah, I mean you had to pick your spot and know what you were going to do two corners before that because you had to start setting up as you barreled down the start straight away in reverse, you yeah. know. There was, and that was slick. It was super slick because all of the start straightaway was, was the grass from the infield just kind of um, mm. rolled out. Like they just got a dozer in it just a bit, like tipped it in and then just peeled everything out like that uh, rolled ice cream that you can get and then just <laughs> moved it off to the side. But then it was really, really slick right there because it never got ripped up by like any equipment. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sexton leading did, did, he make mention of any bike changes he made recently or anything? Cause there was no, I mean, yes, he made a, uh, I think he said he, they really worked on the bike before the last round at Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he said, he said a little bit on the podium this week or not. I don't know if it was a podium. I think it was the press conference. He was just saying like, uh, that this week, all he did was motos mm-hmm. just like moto, moto, moto. Um, you know, and I think that that's sort of maybe, has been his weakness. He's been good with the sprints. He's been good with the heat races. His just, you know, the last five minutes of the main events where he's been struggling. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I think they got the bike figured out. I'm pretty sure that they made some changes. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, he was like, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was you I. know, yeah, I was like, all right, like, uh, about three minutes to go. Like, here you go. But it never came and yeah. he won. He yeah, rode flawless time. start to finish. You know what though? he, okay, we know how fast Chase is and, like, the blazing speed, and he was fast as qualifier and all that again. He didn't check out from them. No. He never really, like, put 15, 10 seconds on Ken and Barsha like you thought that he would. He kept right with him through that first 10 minutes pretty well. I wonder if it was a strategy of, like, hey, dude, don't go 101%. Go, like, 91% and then see what happens. 
because that could be just as big as anything. Like if he just mm-hmm. needed to back it down a little bit because he didn't have the immediate pressure of Cooper or Eli behind him, maybe that's going to be the breakthrough of like, hey, dude, now you got to ride within your limit a bit. He didn't look like he was Hanging going crazy fast. Mm-hmm. Like even even being there watching, I'm just like, wow, dude, he is making a very brutal track look pretty effortless. But it wow. didn't look like he was ripping like out of control. Mm-hmm. Is Russia, a- on the other hand, like, Oh my god, I could watch that all day, <laughs> dude. Right? And everyone, okay. So like, here, here's my thing with with Barsha. Yes, he revs the bike, but everyone's like, oh, he over revs the bike. He over revs the bike, but only in the air. Yeah, you know, he only does it in the air. But when it, what just a lot of people are out in the air. But what a lot of people don't understand is he rides the bike in a very low gear or like third gear, like all the time. And he's very rarely like hitting the rev limiter going down the straightaway or in a rhythm section or anything like that. What like you'll see like whenever he lands the bike's sort of bogged down. But in the air he's he just doesn't let off the gas. <laughs> did did you see um this was in the main event so far into the track down by turn 4 in that big sweet area. He hits the double, he like jumps through those rollers and then there's that hard hairpin left coming after that. What blew me away watching it on TV again was how little his rear tire was actually on the ground. But when it was, he had the brake locked up. So he slowed down from those rollers enough to make the turn and then hammer the gas, cut such a big like loop when he did the berm that he went from the full right side of the berm to the left side of the next lane and got where it was smooth into that rhythm section. And I was just like, dude. How, like, did he plan that? Is that just, like, this beautiful accident that happens? Because his rear tire is not on the ground for more than a second and a half leading into that turn. And he got all of the speed controlled and then hammered it again to make the line selection for the next part and then made up ground. And you're just like, there's nobody else that's doing it like that. And then the the over-under after the start, sharp left 90. So they were building, like, two solid profound like ruts going up that right mm-hmm. dude he was like uh, they got it on tv a couple times he was hitting the the rut they built up but like scrubbing it like using the rut as a lip so oh. he was just jumping oh dude it was so sick I, li- I like his uh his scrub but like whenever he drops the nose and yeah. then just flicks the bars mm-hmm. i don't know like it's it may look a little bit bizarre to some people but i just i like it for some yeah. reason yeah. how many times has uh <clears throat> Roxon been on the podium now three a win and, three, I think. A yeah, win and three. two podiums. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. And that was a really good look for Ken, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think that we get to this point in the year and everybody's like, oh, it's hot. He's tired. He's not going to do this. He looks strong. I mean, he was battling with him. I mean, he's doing what he needs to do. Um, and then as the team progresses into the summer, it looks like Ken is going to do outdoors, like everybody's mm-hmm. been saying. And it'll just be him and Marshall uh, racing outdoor motocross this year, both on a 450. And then Chiz might drop in for a few here and there. No shorts? Shorts is World Supercross. Yeah, but he's not going to race until then? Or he's just going to... I don't know. Huh. Wow. And then Kenny was on Chisholm's practice bike forks, I guess, they said on the broadcast? Yeah. And then Chisholm had said this back in... uh, Arizona last week that they they're still making changes so like if he does something one week it seems like Ken's on it the next week like immediately following it that's cool Hmm. what'd you guys think of uh Sexton's Chase Elliott kit that was sick I I didn't mean I I I don't mind it it. yeah I thought it was pretty good don't mind yeah I I, I didn't like I don't know I just don't like black boots black boots yeah I don't like I I don't like black boots to be honest like what about dark brown ones you didn't like the Alpine Stars brown kit. It was a, it I was thought okay. Fell. <laughs> I thought you. Like, I mean, up. yeah, like, like he came by one lap, and I'm like, did he fall? He's all muddy. <laughs> like I get it, it's different. I just it wasn't one of my favorite ones. I, I'll be, uh, to be honest, I like Kenny's yellow kit the best. Yeah, out of the guy, out of the guys on the podium, I liked Kenny's. The yeah, best. his yellow stuff's been sick. By far, oh I will God. say that my favorite kit of the year. Um, Can I take a guess? Uh, yeah, sure. Nichols Prodigy kit? No. No. Actually, uh <laughs> I'm gonna go with Coop's Coop's like Hawaiian blue kit. Really? I liked it. Yeah. Wow. I liked okay. it. Is that the one he designed? Yeah. 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 That was yeah, good. There, you wore that uh, straight rhythm as well. Yeah. There's three kits this year that I've I've 
liked. It's that one. I like Kenny's yellow kit and then uh, the Prodigy stuff that you put on the other day with the cucumber in your pants. That was yesterday, yeah. Yeah, yesterday, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it like the black, the black and red O'Neill Prodigy. It wasn't a cucumber, but yeah. Oh, well, no, was it? Oh, it was oh. real. Oh. It was man meat. Did you flick that thing a man few times meat. or did you spruce it up? <laughs> Holy shit. You hey. go up to the valley, Chase, and get the hell out of this industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chase dude, sins. The Fox, <laughs> like, retro-inspired kits look yeah. so good. Like, it looks like early 2000s stuff, and I see it every weekend, and I'm like, yeah, please give me. I want all of that. Dude, their PC then, kit, this, or even the Cowie kit that everyone wore this year, or this weekend, that green looked like it was, like, glowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me feel and really old because I wore that stuff whenever I was on 80s. <laughs> makes me feel really old. Just saying. The cool thing I'll have to say, too, about the Alpine Stars, the Chase Elliott kit. Dude, we're the only sport that has that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see MotoGP guys getting to rep, like, full-on replica kits of other race driving suits and stuff like that. And we're the only sport where all those other drivers are really, really pumped on it. You yeah. know, like, is, is it's the cool reason that Alpine that Stars has that. Did Sexton wear that there because it was Atlanta Motor Speedway? Is, well, why didn't he wear the, yeah. the same kit everyone else was? No, yeah, because that and Chase Elliott is uh, like returning back to racing. He got hurt or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Anton, the, uh, <clears throat> the A-Stars brown kit. Chase wore it <laughs> at Glen Helen last week when we were doing that uh, Mod Squad video on the 250 KTM. And he actually fell in the mud right in front of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he got up and he didn't look any different. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like... It was in practice, and I saw Eli go by me, and I hadn't seen him for a minute. I'm like, yo, did he fall? Like, that was cool, and it's cool to see Alpine Stars go after it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was like, whoa, dude, did, did he hit the deck? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what do you guys think? Why was the Cooper-Eli battle unable to move forward and onto the podium? Was are Barsha and Roxon riding that well, or were those guys caught up in it and struggling? I would say it's a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would say that that Barsha and like the top three, the guys that were on the podium, were riding phenomenal, right? And um, I just think that you know, with the way that track was, it was it was really fast. There wasn't very many things that I mean, there wasn't really anything that anyone was doing different other than maybe skimming or jumping the whoops. And I felt like maybe it was a little bit hard to like make up time just because everyone was doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I just felt like it was like pretty start dependent, you know? Yeah. And dude, Eli came from pretty far back. Yeah. And I feel like I was watching him and I was like, you know, you're watching the TV and you see the red plate where he's at. I'm like, Oh, but then I looked and Cooper was behind him. Yeah. But Cooper passed him right away. And, yeah. But uh, the fact that they moved through that wall yeah. is impressive. How about Webb's pass on Anderson? Around the outside. Oh, my God. That was good. So that was sick. really good. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I, I feel like that was not a passing point. No. No. I think, But I think Jason is also another factor into that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Eli and Cooper had to spend so much time worrying about each other and keeping <clears> – <throat> that battle in their mind so that allows the other guys to break away mm-hmm. but they spent so much time behind jason probably two laps longer than they thought and two laps on that track is almost four minutes yeah. you know three minutes or something like that and and that's critical time to have that happen once cooper got by jason jason looked like he made it a little bit easier on ey like yo dude i'm done like he was smoked at that point so mm-hmm. just go ahead yeah he was I in the hospital all day on thursday Oh, so he got a okay, yeah. So I heard he had had it. They they had the baby Friday night, too. Really? I heard so many different things. Yeah, I don't know what is true. No, no, I, I'm pretty sure it was Thursday. Thursday they went okay. in Thursday to yeah. be induced. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, her due date I think was Sunday. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like, and then I mean I'm sure he was really tired after that heat race because that Barsha <laughs> heat race with them that was great. Like yeah, Jason. Jason, could you could tell that he wasn't riding with the weight of the world on his shoulders as much this weekend. Yeah. What happened to him uh, late in that main event? He just yeah, pulled he, off. Oh, he did? Yeah. He was tired? Bike problems? Yeah, I think he's just tired. tired. No, I think yeah. he's just tired. Mm. He mm. said he, he, he had told one of the reporters that he had one hour of sleep, so they kept throwing that out. Mm. Oh, got you. <clears throat> Dude. So if this baby stress is what's been messing him up 
four races left? Is he going to win one? I hope so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I hope so. Um, it's going to be a tough one with how well everyone's riding. I mean, like mm-hmm. right now, like whenever you see, there's six people that could win. Yeah, you know? I can see Barsha winning. I can see Barsha winning. I mean, I could see Sexton winning the rest. Yeah, I mean, Kenny's like, already won one. You know, you then you have Eli and Coop, and then hell, AP, he led a race till the last lap. You know, so I mean, you have guys in there that could win. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough one, but I mean, I'm not going to say that he can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, at a race like either Salt Lake city or, uh, Denver. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really see I me, mean, maybe Nashville. Um, Nashville was a little bit dry the last time we were there. Uh, a little bit like more of a harder pack, but like New Jersey is like pretty, usually mm-hmm. pretty soft and nasty. Cool. Should we take a break? Yeah. Yep. All right. Back for more. The SV Inventions supports the sport of motocross with innovative products like the original unbreakable folding lever, on-the-fly adjustable clutch purchases, rotator front brake clamps, Y-handle tools, and more. ASV is also a distributor of products like ODI grips and the innovative Gate King tailgate adjuster. They're also a proud sponsor of the Swap Motor Race Series and their trackside at each and every event. Their amateur racer support program is open year-round and you can apply for support at hookit.com. Learn more about ASV products at asvinventions.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey, what's up guys? It's Malcolm Stewart here. I ride for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, and I've been training harder than ever, and I've been using Guiltless Food Company for my performance on my motorcycle. And it's been doing a phenomenal job. I've been with these guys for the last four years, and I get meals every week, and it's just easy for, for me to come in on a hard day's riding, throw it in the microwave, and my meals are ready to go. And it's fit, ready meals provided for me. You can sign up online and by using guiltlessfoodco.com or go to their local Temecula store and get your meals in person. Set yourself up for an easy win by going to Guiltless Food Co. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing Taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too. So give the crew at intensecycles.com a look. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. It's time for our Race Tech read of the week. Yay. Race Tech Gold Valve kits are a revalve in a box. <clears throat> When you purchase a Racetech Gold Valve kit, you unlock access to over 35 years of R&D and the same settings you can get at the headquarters in Corona, California. Whether you're a do-it-yourself installer, a dealer, an authorized Racetech Suspension Service Center, or sending your suspension to Racetech's headquarters, you're 100% guaranteed to experience performance that exceeds 
your highest expectations. Unless it comes from that one dealer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm curious. Is is this like conflicting with, with any like family? No, dude. Okay. I'm hey, Race Tech does motors. Race Tech does do engines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I've, I was thinking, you know, I've been getting... <laughs> So last week's vlog had the two-stroke race in it where I just sucked a fat one. I need to watch that. And, uh, <laughs> dude, yeah, it's embarrassing. Mm. But I'm like, I got so much shit in the comments, I'm thinking about taking that one and having it fixed. To race it? Right, riding it more. Yeah, I, I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. But uh, 250s? Big. Oh, what? Oh, oh. Well, hold talk. on. There, there, there's some 450 stuff we got to talk about. Uh, okay. AP and the LCQ was hilarious because he was going so fast that he made them all do another lap than they wanted to. And it seems like a couple of the guys were like, yo, dude. Oh, Chase Marquier. Chase Marquier. <laughs> he folded. Dude, he folded. He, he faded, I guess. Yeah, uh, he started like rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, dude, like, he was there. Like, he had it. He got the whole shot. I think he raced into it and then, or yeah. no, he fell back and then came back. And then faded last time. And like Lesher on a two-stroke, just freaking making passes, dude. Just headed to the front. That's funny. <laughs> dude, they were going nuts, too. Like the last two, the extended AP edition uh, LCQ <laughs> got everybody going because Lesher's just charging forward. And he's a hometown guy. You know, he's from down there. Oh, wow. Uh, so when he made it into like fourth, fifth, the crowd was going nuts. So <laughs> that was cow. cool to see. But then the other big thing, and, and like... John Short? You guys, I... Well, yeah, John Short, too. Two. On the race tech thing, we just put up a privateer power interview with Theodore Pauly, uh, team owner for John Short and Freddie Noren's team, about his thumb and what he's going to do. So, you know, oh, another yeah. race tech shout out there. But um, we got to talk about Cooper's 48s. Oh, yeah, 100% we do. We, we were, we were we doing were some... Investigating. Yeah, we oh, were doing some guys, spy photos. The guys photos. were on Smug Mug this morning, zooming in. <laughs> Dude, yeah, we were on Smug Mug zooming in. I got someone there at... Uh, uh, Baker factory right now and I'm just like trying to ask him all kinds of questions I don't get the silver about clamps. It. yeah they don't even make the silver clamps yeah like, like yeah we, we were curious about the silver clamps for some reason but uh were but they yeah, red so ones my attention yes because like we were looking at uh Jeffrey Hurling's uh solid orange solid orange ones that were like that weren't the split clamp no mm-hmm. and then um yeah obviously like he ran the 52s then with the split clamp and then you can only buy black Orange or red splits, no silvers. Okay, so well, you could is spray this spray Pam oven cleaner on it and get them silver? Yeah, maybe that's what they did. Maybe they only had reds or something. Now, is this forty-eight <laughs> mil fork like the? I mean, it's not even the A kit cone valve fork. It is the stock outers. I wonder what bar he's running. Is it the outer, or I mean, is it just like the outer, or is it like uh, oil or spring or even a hybrid, Anton? So I didn't get to go look at the tops of the caps and all that stuff, but uh, Vital MX, you know, never, never afraid to piss off KTM. <laughs> they had, they had uh, Garth and Ryan shooting the pit bits photos because I know, you know, Garth and Ryan are on everything, and so they have a photo of the caps and it looks like it's the drop in. So it, yeah, like you said, it's Ooh. not the full A kit stuff. But then uh, I, I noticed it on Friday. I'm like, yo, dude, those. Like those clamps are different and those fork tubes don't look as big. And then I had to look at AP's bike at the very bottom of the upper tube before that goes into the lowers. And that was like kind of what gave it away to me. I'm like, Oh, that is different. Um, but I'm very curious to see how this goes because like, as we've heard from everybody, it's a big, it's a big hassle to get them to switch off of the 52s, especially with KTM trying to make the front end of the bike so rigid uh, mm. with that's, you know, what they're going for. But yeah, it was definitely like one of the topics of discussion on Saturday. Yeah. The person I was talking to today is saying that they're doing it back to back today. They're going 52 to 48. They're going back and forth. Still still working on it. Still, I guess, trying to improve it. You know. And I seen a tweet this week, like uh, I think it was Scott Lewis, you know, because he used to work it at Husky. Mm-hmm. He's saying for something like this to get approved, it is yeah, crazy. Like very, Which, very technical. Uh- and I'm surprised by that because, like, KTM's whole, like, we'll do anything to win, to race thing, and you see what they're doing in MotoGP and other disciplines. Like, come on, dude. How, how big of a difference yeah. could these forks be? But then again, they've run 42 mil forks and everything that goes along with it forever, you know? 
I, I'm sure, like, even for them to be stock or those split silver clamps, I mean, dude, I'm sure just finding those parts was like, yeah, where are those? We got those? Has Roger seen these? Like, mm. you know? And what's the, the... Those things aren't on the truck all the time. What's so bad about running a fork that comes on your bike? Like, if anything, it just makes everything look a lot better, in my opinion, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm... I just think about, like, all the vet guys who bought the cone valve stuff who were yeah. just pissed. They're like, oh, dude, Coop's running <laughs> stock stuff? What? Remember how hard Dino was pushing it a couple years ago? Like, trying to run the 48s. Mm. So hard. Yeah, I mean, even AP last year, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I even asked him on the on the show, on the SML show, and he was just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so. The SML show, that goes live. It's already right live. Yeah. Oh, it's already live? It's oh, live. yeah. Well, I asked him about the forks, and he's just, he, he beats around the bush a bit. A little bit. <laughs> just uh, the head down laughing. Yeah, <laughs> and just <laughs> you know, like him rubbing his hands together. Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Hey, you know it must be serious if AP's not going to tell you. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know it, dude. Man. That Man. his fucking his post race interviews. He tells me pretty much lap by lap by lap what happens, and I'm just like, wow, man. He knows everything that's going on. <laughs> that's mm. good. Hey, what did Cooper say to you? I saw he, uh, he was in how was your weekend? Yeah, right? he wasn't pumped, but like he, he did Mathis' show last night, and so he seemed a little bit better. But like I was watching that race, I thought it was great. Like I to, to see him and Eli just doing what they had to do and knowing, you know, everybody thought like, oh yeah, Eli's just gonna come into the speedway and just rock it out. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know, man. Like to see that happen that way and just how both of the guys went, he wasn't pumped. Like he thought that he rode bad. He wasn't really excited about it, but really that race. And I told him this, I'm like, it came down to the last two laps. And I think Eli made a mistake on the far left part of the track, like where that off camber was. And Cooper was able to just break away from that point. They both got through lap traffic and everything. Um, But he really wasn't taking any kind of like compliments on like, Hey, that was awesome. He was pretty pissed that he got fourth. You know, because he felt like he could win, and they didn't. But then you look at the lap times; like his best lap comes in the last two laps of the race. Yep. Eli's laps were great. You know, and not and this isn't even to discredit like Eli on anything because we didn't talk about it. But like, how could you get it any better than this? Like to see the top two guys battling for fourth and fifth place, and then Chase scoring pretty good amount of points. That's going to put him right back into this. Like, mm-hmm. that was an awesome. That was awesome. That was that was a great kind of race, and it's exactly what we need in this last little bit to make it exciting. Cause it's not just a write-off that some guy's going to go on a streak and clip off five wins. Yeah. Dude. I, I, oh, and he also said, uh, he rode like shit on the broadcast, but yeah, that was cool. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah that was good. Yeah. I, I don't know how like well that would have went with like maybe Peacock, but I mean, who cares? Like we love yeah, it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. He does it. And then he laughs. Like he knows he shouldn't do it. But he's still like, uh, I'm going to yeah. do it. <laughs> oh, dude. We have to thank God AC was okay because that was nasty. Yeah, yeah. And he was like charging after that in the heat. I mean, he got yeah, the no, fourth. He was, yeah. He's been really good at this, like his starts. I feel like this year and like riding, you know, putting the number nine up in the like front of the mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's. I mean, that's what he needs to do. He just wants to, you know, do the laps. I guess. I think he's going to be really, really good once we go to the outdoors. Yeah, mm-hmm. I personally do. Yeah. Is his elbow better? If if he gets that figured out, I think that he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know if it's better or worse, I, but yeah. But I mean, I he's been better since he took that little break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall seat too. Tall seat. Oh yeah, tall seat. Hmm. That's cr- so crazy to me. Just watching him like from his like first year turning pro, and then now he's just huge. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one they didn't show it, but like I was watching it so close. The Dean Wilson Josh Hill battle was amazing, and then you had Colt right behind them. And the thing that was so cool about that—I mean, they're right on the cusp of the top ten, and they're going for it. You're not going to find two guys that can race better than Dean and Josh. You know, those guys know what they're doing and the moves that they were making on each other and how close it was. That was amazing, and to see both of those dudes that you know have faced the highs and lows of it, and then on any given day they could be that fast and do what they got to do was fun. Dude, I feel like these last few weeks, Josh is riding better than he was in like, yeah, 08. What? I don't know if I would go that, but he <laughs> looks good. <laughs> Dude, he's ripping. He does look good. I wish we could get him like the same. I feel like he's just so left out of the Fox. I mean, you got to think about it though. Like, Kits. with all of the. This guy, Arnons. 
Yeah. With all of like the progression we've made since 08 with the motorcycles and everything and like the level of speed that we're at now, I feel like, yeah, he's going the same speed as he was in 08. All right. With that foot. I, I mean, mean, dude's getting top 10s. Yeah, I know. He just got a top 10. He, yeah. It's not talked about enough. Josh has got to be like top five, top seven most naturally talented riders of our oh, generation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no other dude doing what Josh is doing. Ever. I mean, it was Monday yesterday, and he's hitting a freestyle ramp to an airbag <laughs> at a dealership. And then he does imagination. He puts on big hill jam. He does the hill climb stuff, the skate. Like that guy, he's he's one of a kind for what he's, we got right now. The and then new, he's a top uh, 10 dude. Yeah. He's the new Malcolm Smith. Yeah. Does it all. Does it all. Okay. How did Shimoda look? Good. Joe, Joe said in How Was Your Weekend that he was nervous all day. Yeah. First race yeah, of the year. That's kind of weird, huh? First race in like half a year, he said. And yeah. so he, he said on the starting line that he was like the nerves were getting to him and he just wanted to get through it. But he knows now that he's got that done that these next few should be pretty good. I mm-hmm. think he'll be pretty interesting and a nice little X factor going into the showdown this weekend. Yeah, I agree. Now, does he, to be uh, included in the Super Motocross, he's got to win a race, right? Because he can't get. Unless he uh, gets points or wins a race in outdoors, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Oh, no, it's my first super motocross season. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how this all works. It's so confusing. <laughs> but, uh, shit. Okay, so I was driving. So, like, I know I know that Hunter won. Thrasher ate Thrasher. it. Yeah, Thrasher ate Thrasher. it pretty heavily. He uh, Deegan was third and Smith was second. Yeah. Right? Damn. Yeah, so all the star guys were, like, right there in a bunch, like, right off the get-go. Um, and then, yeah, to see Nate crash Dude. right there like i mean what they did posted he break it. his leg no he uh dislocated his hip but there was Ooh. like some like they popped it in but there were some fragments in there i guess that and they had to go bone. back in yeah and collarbone and because he had surgery right mm. yeah Damn, that poor dude guy. i wouldn't I wish that on my work dude i'm telling you that shit hip? hurts so bad yeah i would assume they're gonna fix his knee up right and just come back next year yeah, what would you do, that's Alex? The plan now. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a lot of surgeries in a few yeah. weeks, you know. But yeah, I mean, get it done. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's from Tennessee originally, and I'm sure that they know about that good, good surgeon with <laughs> knees in in Nashville there. So, I mean, if they go to him, like, I mean, hell, he could be back with his knee in like six weeks or something. Dude, yeah, that was like RJ, wasn't it? Like RJ was like running in like two months. Yeah, in two yeah. months, it was insane. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I'm so bummed because he was pretty com- – like, Nate was pretty confident on Friday that the knee wasn't going to be an issue. He had said – I think it was at Detroit that he had dabbed it again and pretty much had reset, like, all the progress that they had made up to that point and then got it better through the break and then came back. And then, yeah, he had to get carted off, um, put him on the backboard and everything. It took him a while to get going again because he was down in the whoops next to this big puddle for a bit. Uh, and that's that's gonna be a hard one to come from come back from you know the knee and a dislocated hip and a broken collarbone and that's the last thing like we needed like you know with a couple races left for these lights guys you know like i mean it's already almost kind of like a snooze fest yeah so (laughs) yeah so so now what uh hunter wins and then he hayden just has to get sixth or worse yeah i think so and then it's pretty much over with like he's got it yeah Hayden's not gonna get sixth or worse though it's a well. It's a, oh, shootout, it's a shootout. So you don't. I don't know. I kind of think this field's a little bit weaker than West, but yeah. But, I, no, I feel like no, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. No, because like, I mean, we lost Styles on the West side. You know yeah, what I mean? We got mm-hmm. Kitchen Brown. And you lost Cameron. RJ. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I think Deegan has I think has, Deegan has more like race pace and more consistency than than like Moseman, Brown. I mean Moseman, hell, he's I guess he's done for the year, right, or something, or Supergirls. Yeah, he's done. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, I mean Pierce Brown. I mean he's he's been kind of hot and cold. Uh, but yeah, I mean I I see Deegan to be like right up there, same spot as where he is right now. To be honest, mm-hmm. how was the Deegan uh, fandom in Atlanta? Nuts. <laughs> nuts like, as nuts. always yeah dude it's the south like dude they might as well have had him out there driving a nascar because they were loving it and then i'll say this that heat race was cool and i was thinking it or the main event was cool between him and hunter because 
You know, you think back a couple weeks ago at Detroit when Hunter and him were talking about racing aggressive with each other and they're banging bars. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, boys, how you like this now? Like, how fun is it really now? Yeah. But it was cool to hear Hayden say afterwards, like, he knows Hunter's faster. He knows that it's just a matter of time until he gets around and he checks out and that he learned a lot while dicing it up with him. So, you know, I, uh, everybody kept asking Hayden, you know, can you believe that you're in second place in points and everything right now? And I mean, that's great, but the kid knows this is still just a learning year. Like everything mm -hmm. that he's doing now is supposed to build into 24 and beyond. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, it's a, a hell of a first year, I believe, you know, mm -hmm. it's good. And yeah, it's funny because you think hell of a first year, look how good he's doing. But then go back and look at Bubba. Look at but AC. That was, but that was different, right? Adam yeah. Cincerello, mm -hmm. too. We just, we don't. Trey. We, yeah. We don't see this anymore, though. I mean, no. yeah. Pretty I mean, cool. it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think that it's like so much of a spotlight on him just to, just because of his name and like yeah. his YouTube channel and his following, right? Mm-hmm. I like that he says sick so much. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. sick. Oh, yeah, it's, it's puss. Dude, Hudson's funny, too. Hudson, uh, riding around on the scooter, that kid is hilarious. He's a little menace. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah, when we were at the Star, uh, the goat farm for the YZ intro, Hudson was like, hey, come on, I'll give you a tour. And I jumped in the golf cart with him and filming him, and he's just so comfortable in front of a camera, you know, saying funny stuff and... Pointing out banana spiders and all that. <laughs> Good kid. Yeah. Um, shit, what else? You had the World Series of Love in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, man. I had a little bit too much fun this weekend. Eh? Yeah? Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. Uh, Sam flew in here on Thursday. Uh, we're going to look at some houses uh, because we're, we're yeah, we got we to gotta rent a house here. Did you look up near Calabasas? Uh, no, we're looking down here. We're looking down here for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean we already did that. We, yeah. we we looked up there a little bit, but uh we we're looking down here. Um Yeah, and then on Friday she worked uh from like 6 a.m. till 2, right? Cuz that's what mm -hmm. that's her like her going to be her new schedule. And then damn, she's like I want to go to the wineries. I'm like, "Okay. All right, this Yeah, that sounds fun." Yeah. <laughs> so we went to, <laughs> we went to one winery and then we went to two wineries and then we went back home for a little bit and then we went to a friend's house and then yeah, we went out. We went out to Old Town too. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, we yeah we got home pretty late, but yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to show her around because like yeah. we we haven't really been out here and she loved it. Mm -hmm. She yeah she had fun. Yeah, it was great. Nice. Heck yeah. <clears throat> and then Anton flew home for uh, Ezra's first birthday party. Yeah, I did. I did. I got that red eye or that last flight out Saturday night. Cause you, you know, day race and all that mm -hmm. and then came home and then Megan, Megan did such a great job, um, for that. And we appreciate everybody that did that. And it was so fun to see, uh, all of our friends and, and see our guy enjoy the day like that. It was a blast. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah, true. It was fun. That's crazy. One Dude, year. one year, man. It seems like yesterday it's like we were sitting here like, man, it, it's, it could be any time, you yeah. know? And then now it's been a year. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. here, here's the question, Anton. Last mm -hmm. year. We made you stay home for Mother's Day, and you missed oh, Salt yeah. Lake. Are you staying home for the second Mother's Day? I know I bought that ticket already. So. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that ticket a couple weeks ago, and she knows like Megan's birthday is on Thursday, and then Ezra's real birthday is next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, so like even this weekend, I'm jamming in and out as much as I'd like. You know, want to hang out in New York and stuff. Like, do it quick and then enjoy the week together. Uh, she knows, like she gets it. That's why she's a great wife when it comes to this stuff. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like it's been, I'll say this, it's been such a, a crazy year and I'll, I really appreciate so many people that have come up to me, uh, friends at the races, fans of our stuff, whatever, that want to talk to me about my kid because he is so much fun. And thanks for always encouraging me to have a kid Don, because it's made me, uh, enjoy my life so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's all about. When are you going to crank one out? Alex? Dude, I've been trying. <laughs> what do you mean? Already? <laughs> Shooting blanks? <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Uh, but no, I mean, we, she just is like, hey, let's just get married first. And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't rush it, A-Ray. No, I ain't rushing it. No, I, I, need to, I need to get a job first. <laughs> yeah. I need to make some money. 
Can we talk about uh, the Glen Helen Mammoth Qualifier or Cal Classic, whatever it was? It was Cal Classic. Did you see Christopher Kiefer's results? Yes, he did very, very good. Dude, he beat like Drake and Wageman and I think Wageman. I mean, they were all on 250s. But I know, but Wait, still. he wrote regular pro? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm, I, I mean, I yeah, know. he got like That's fourth. Impressive. Those guys aren't slow. No, yeah. no, he got like fourth. Okay, how about someone disqualified Stapleton? Dude, how stupid. Because he rode he a different out. test bike in the yeah. second moto? Yeah, on, on, on one day he rode a Honda and the next day he rode a Husky. That's insane. And someone, someone in that class protested him. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Magazine guy gets uh, disqualified. Hmm. To Hopefully see they it. weren't doing a... a Back, like, was Moseman test there? comparison or some shit? Yeah. Was Moseman there, or did he know. just? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen him since the two-stroke national. <laughs> Dude, there was, there, Armageddon. There's another angle. A Ray sent me this morning. Dude, it's so oh. bad. I sent it to Anton too. Dude, yeah. Trevor so, Stewart. Oh my god. Oh my god. What a save, dude. Dude. I mean, it was like, weird. That, poor guy, man. But Trevor damn. Stewart. I saw a photo of him. His rear suspension's like bottomed out. Yeah, and he's. Turning sideways wide open. Dude. Nasty. Yeah, man. And then Medeiros is riding already. What? Brian Medeiros is already riding. Oh, wow. He went to the RM Army boot camp. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, like he got his hip put back in and he's good to go. Yeah. <laughs> he would say that's Hawaiian power, you know? Yeah, maybe. Wow. But I don't know. Anything else? Anything else? We got some. Oh, we should talk. We should, we should talk about... um. Fonji's little guy. Oh, Amari? Yeah. Yeah, we should yeah. say something about that. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's seen it now. Everyone's I seen it. I seen it this morning. Oof. Yeah. Brain cancer. Yeah. It's terrible. I guess uh like I guess <clears throat> they have like a GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, I guess for him and everything. Yeah, maybe maybe we can put in the link of the description or something. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that kid around, man, and he he freaking rides good. Cool yeah. kid too. Yeah, he's a cool mm-hmm. kid. Yeah, he's super cool. He yelled at Dahmer. Did he? That day in the dirt a couple years ago, like during the team race, yeah. like Dahmer's blocking. He's like, hey, get out of the way, fat guy. <laughs> oh, God. No, he didn't say I fat th- guy, but he said, get out of the way. Uh, that's funny. I uh, think that was when I was Dahmer's teammate. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because Dahmer like, was all, I hey. got a kid. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed after that. He's like, yeah, that little kid next to us. I'm like, Slavzy kid? Yeah. <laughs> Fonzie's got so many kids. Yeah. yeah. Fonzie's probably, that's one of Fonzie's many, many kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you got going on this week? Oh, um, next week, I'm going to have to do it from the phone. Oh. Where are you going? Well, I don't fly home because, all right, this is oh, my birthday. This, this is my birthday weekend. Yeah. Um, I turn, <laughs> dude. How old? I turned fucking 30 years old on Sunday. No oh, way. Shit. Yeah, Holy I, shit. So we have like this full on dirty 30 weekend. So <laughs> Sam and I already had our flights booked for New York and, <laughs> um, you know, and heart rafts up there in like New Jersey and like we got some friends up there. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, we just decided to keep the flight and go hang out up there. Mm-hmm. Um, got some friends, one of my friends, Brad Noddett, he's also a groomsman in my wedding. Um, he's going to meet me there too. Mm-hmm. His birthday is on Friday. And mine is on Sunday, and uh, and yeah, dude, uh, probably won't probably won't go to the race. <laughs> Why would you? Probably won't go to the race. But um, the reason I won't be back in uh, for next Monday is I'm flying home on Monday, and then I am driving to Tennessee. Oh, I'm driving to Tennessee. Oh, because then next weekend is next week is Nashville, and then I have to get. Um, I got to take some stuff home. Like I'm gonna take like my Honda two stroke home because like if it's in my garage, I'll no wait, you're ride flying. It. What time are you flying home Monday? I have no idea. Like, why can't we just do it real quick? I'll have to check. Let me. I have to check my flight, dude. Fine. Drive to Tennessee. Dude. Yeah, I'm gonna drive to Tennessee. I got a bunch of stuff that I'm gonna take back to my parents' house that I don't need here. Are you gonna drive the van then? Yeah, I'm going to drive the van, and then uh, I'm hoping that I can, once, once I get there, I get my pins removed in my hand, mm. and then uh, and then go to Nashville Supercross, and then fly back here, or I don't know, I might stay at my parents' and maybe ride my dad's bike before Denver and go try and race. I don't know. You're going to leave the van there? Yeah, because Sam is uh, <clears throat> going to load up all of her shit, and after her oh, birthday, shit. we're going to drive her ass back here. Her wow. and her dog, yeah. It's like a whole, like, synchronized process. Nice. Yeah, it's like a whole, it's like a whole... Um, I don't know what you call it, like a whole 
schedule. What? So right after Tennessee, she's coming back, or no? After Salt Lake. After Salt Lake, she's here. Mm-hmm. All right, because yeah, Eileen wants to to meet her before the wedding and everything. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah. That but, looks uh, Ray Logistics. Yeah, we'll go get some pho. Pho? I thought it was dumplings you love. Uh, she loves pho and dumplings. Oh. Neither are Japanese, which is quarter. Yeah. She likes Japanese food, too. Oh. Well, I mean, we we could go eat Japanese food, but you're allergic to shellfish. Yeah. Okay. So, what time is it right now? Oh, I land at 7 p- or 8 p.m. on Monday. It's 11, Jesus. 11.48. Okay. I land at 8 p.m. on Monday. Okay, well, we'll do it at like 8.30. Hey, wait, you're gonna LA? You're, you're telling me you're going to drive as soon as you get home? I mean, I'm going to wake up on Tuesday and try to get there by Thursday morning. Yeah, well, let's do it Tuesday morning early. Okay. All right. What time? Huh? What time? 4 a.m. Early. We'll do it super early. And we'll bring you a birthday cake. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll celebrate your birthday on the podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. But uh, but yeah, 12, 12 o'clock, the guy from Smithline's coming to give us helmet holders. Well, we got 10 minutes. Yeah. Dude, so, I hope I get upgraded to first class. You should on your birthday. You I should. should. Have enough out, miles. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna spend it though. I just freaking. I'm not gonna, I mean, it says like I have like the option to like spend it. It's like 200 bucks, but I'm not doing it. No, no way. <laughs> 200 bucks, dude. Fuck that. To to come home. I think for both. Oh no, it's usually each. one each. Yeah, no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you for uh, checking out the. Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.